You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dialed In, National Club Golfers' weekly look at the best bets on the professional tours. Uh, with me this week, as always, is NCG's form expert, Barry Plummer. Barry, welcome. Hi, Steve. Before we get into the WGC Workday Championship, let's just have a quick look back to the Genesis Invitational at uh, Riviera. Uh, another case of near, but yet so far for you, Barry. Yeah, I don't want to start sounding like a broken record, but obviously we we put um, Berger up at the Phoenix and he then won the week after at Pebble. And we put Homer up last week at Pebble and he won this week at Genesis. So uh, maybe the uh, crack with this is to back whoever I tipped last week. But we, we still came out with some really good um, results. We had a, a T5 and a full place for Hovland at 30 to 1 and a, a T5 full place for uh, Fitzpatrick at 70 to 1, who was the banker for the week. So Lots of value, uh, a really good watch for the weekend and hopefully a bit of profit to play with this week. Yeah, and the, and the key if you are betting on golf is it's hard. <laughs> there are uh, more than 100 players usually every week, each of whom have uh, a decent chance of winning. Um, and sometimes you've just got to pick the value. Um, and if you're ahead of the curve on that score, then eventually you'll come out on top. And I do feel, Barry, that you did that with... Matt Fitzpatrick, you know, um, 70 to one. And that wasn't the best price you could get for him. I, I saw him at 90s at one point, um, you know, 90 to one for a player, his quality. And he was there right until the end, um, you know, middle of the middle of the round on Sunday and, and, and paid you out some place money. Yeah. And like I said, him going out in the final group on Sunday is all you really want. When you put a bet up of that sort of that value at the start of the week, you want them to be in with a chance on Sunday and to give you a good you know, a good chance of having a, a bit of interest. Now, you know, he didn't start brilliantly in the final round, but it was just one of those weekends for him. And I think actually I was pleased with the the finish, uh, the T5. He managed to hold on through the back nine to get us the place money. And I can't really have asked him to do much more than that after his poor starts around four. Thrilling finish that went to a playoff um, between Max Homer and Tony Fee. Now, I thought it was going to be Tony's time to shine. I really did. Uh, particularly when uh, Max was up against that tree on the 10th on the first playoff hole, but stunning recovery there. Uh, Tony had his chance, but Max got it done. Yeah, I, I've, I've made it quite clear in previous podcasts how much of a fan of Tony Fino I am, along with probably the rest of the golf world. And I think everybody was cheering him on to go and get his his first, wait, his first full event on the PGA Tour win. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, when he was walking down that, uh, that playoff hole and saw Max Homer up against the tree. Maybe in his head, he, he's already thinking that he's he's done enough. But, you know, Max played a brilliant shot, got it done in the end and fair play to him. Well, World Golf Championships are events for golf's glitterati and most of them are here. Dustin Johnson, you will be not surprised to hear, at leads the field. John Rahm, McElroy, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Candley, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau. The stars never stop appearing, do they, Baz? No, I mean, I, we talked about the strength of last week's field, but I mean, when you look at, how, at this this week's field, you, you just see that WGC events, we already know, uh, tend to be won by players towards that end of the market, big players who've got 
lots of um, you know career highlights that you're fully aware of and I think that the players that I've picked today uh, tick those boxes but also tick that box of the value that you mentioned at the start and I think because there are so many principals at the top of the market who could quite conceivably go and go and win this it's difficult to see the value amongst those and, and looking for those prices in sort of the middle of the field where maybe someone looks slightly overpriced then you know that's that's what we've gone with this week. New course for us to consider for obvious reasons with um, the coronavirus outbreak and we're at Concession Golf Club in Florida which is the course named after the famous putt that was conceded by Jack Nicholas to Tony Jacklin in the 1969 Ryder Cup. What, what do we know about the course Barry? Well, to be honest, not a lot. Uh, we know that the um, the NCAA championships were held there in 2015, which Bryson won. Um, there's four reachable par fives, two drivable par fours. So you know that there's going to be some drama, definitely. Uh, it's probably going to play into the, the bombers. Uh, strokes gained off the tee will likely be a big category. Um, there are Bermuda greens. So a lot of the players I picked today have, have had some success on Bermuda. Um yeah, I mean, different name, different course, but still obviously the WGC that we know from this time of the year, Patrick Reed defending. And uh, for me, I've just looked at recent form as best I can and, and players who've played well in Florida as well as another sort of key form line that I've had a little bit of a look into. Well, obviously, Barry, as you said, Patrick Reed is the defending champion, albeit he won last year in Mexico. But um, you don't think concession's going to prove any problem for him at all, do you? Because he's your top tip. Yeah, top tip this week. Um, he won only three weeks ago, which is why I'm so shocked to see him up at, at price of 30 to 1. Uh, you know, he, he's he's somebody who doesn't get a lot of respect in that way, I suppose. He's somebody who's very often overpriced, I feel. Um, and as a defending champion, you know, even though it's on a different course, um, you know, he, he's going to be the Patrick Reed that we expect him to be and that he's going to be brilliant around the greens. Um, and, you know, you can always expect him to put in a good fight on a tough course. He's had a 10th at the Masters and a 13th at the US Open this year. So he knows how to play tough courses and play them really well. We spoke about that prolific short game. He's second in strokes gained around the green. Um, and, you know, in his run of form recently on the PGA Tour, if we look at that as a separate sort of entity, he's had a T21 or better finish in all of his starts bar one, which was the American Express. So, He's in great form. He's won recently. I can't really see many reasons to oppose him. And at, at 30 to 1, that's why I'm putting him up. I mean, clearly bookmakers wouldn't be taking his reputation against him. Um, you know, they will know exactly uh, what he's capable of. I mean, he's got nine PGA Tour wins. You know, he's a player that deserves to be, you know, reputation aside, whatever people think of him, he's a player that deserves to be in the top echelon. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at the top of the market and you see, um, players of undoubted quality like Rory McIlroy who are up there in you know I think he's 16 18 to one maybe something like that but hasn't won in a while hasn't played well for a while it, consecutively or over a long period of time um, and you look at the difference then to Patrick Reed their you know their form isn't really comparable at the moment yet you get nearly double the price on Patrick Reed so I can see his value there. Yeah, well next up is a player that I really like um Everybody knows him for playing an awful lot, and he had a very good time at the Masters last year. Introduce your next selection for us, please, Barry. Yeah, Sung Jae Im, uh, another player who I like very much. He's somebody who has played really well already this season, as you said, with a second-place finish at the Masters and a fifth-place finish at the Century Tournament of Champions. Those were in high-quality fields, as we know, as it will be this week. 
Um, the thing that really drew me to Sungjae is his really solid Florida form. He's won, obviously, at the Honda Classic uh, and was as a back-to-back um, third-place finish at the Arnold Palmer Invitational over the last couple of seasons. So, you know, in that part of uh, America, he, he tends to play well. And um, for this course particularly, where I said strokes gained off the tee will probably be quite important, he ranks 19th for that category this season so far. One of the things that's let him down a little bit in the past has been his putting. Um, but in the last 30 days, he's really managed to get um, on top of that. And he actually ranks third for strokes gains putting um, in the last 30 days. So those improvements are, are coming at the right time. And a very uh, uncharacteristic week off for Sungjae last week um, means he's had a bit of a rest and, you know, hopefully will come out with a big challenge this week. A player who had um, a relative quiet time for him uh, at the Genesis Invitational was Colin Morikawa, um, a slight surprise considering he started the PGA season very off in, in decent form. Um, I mean, he had an awful start, I think, didn't he, at Riviera and then and then recovered a little bit. Um, but his best round of the week was 69. And yet you are going for him this week. You've got him at prices around 40 to 1. Explain. Yeah, I mean, I've actually drawn on that in the in the preview that I've written as well. It's, he's opened with a 73 at Riviera, um, but it was the second round performance where he fought back to make the cut on the mark, um, which really sort of impressed me. It was a really gutsy performance where you could see how passionate he was about trying to make that cut, um, the big fist pump on 18 when he managed to get into, uh, into the weekend. Um, and then he went into round three in what was ridiculously tricky conditions, as, as you'll know, with a wind um, and shot a 69, which was, like you said, his best round of the weekend, uh, his best round of the week, in fact, uh, on a round when not many players shot under par. So despite it being a little bit underwhelming as an overall performance for uh, Morikawa, there was some real sort of um, flares of, of brilliance that I actually think will be able to carry forward into this event. He is an excellent ball striker, as we know, 12th um, for strokes gained around the pro, uh, strokes gained approach and 15th for strokes gained tee to green. So somebody who you know is going to consistently hit the ball well uh, on a course where that's going to be definitely required. Uh, somebody who doesn't necessarily tend to putt very well, but if that's something that he can get on top of and can improve that putting over the course of the four rounds, just as he did do when he was winning the PGA Championship at Harding Park, he's going to massively outplay that value at 40 to 1. Yeah, same price for your next selection, Tommy Fleetwood at 40s as well. Tommy is a player, uh, I'm sorry, Tommy, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're not, but Tommy's a player who I think should just win more. Um, he seems to sort of be very, very solid um, without necessarily getting over the hump. So, I mean, what makes you think this is going to be his week? Yeah, I mean, this is, we say it on, on most weeks, don't we, on the uh, podcast at the moment, but he's, he's going to be one of those players who's going to be pushing hard to be recognised for this Ryder Cup coming up in September. Likelihood is he's probably going to be there anyway, but, you know, getting um, some form heading into that is going to be really important for him. He had a, a relatively solid stint in the desert on the European Tour. Highlight of that was a seventh place finish at the Abu Dhabi. Um, but the thing that interested me most with Fleetwood is he's played well in Florida when he's come over here before. And, you know, on that coast, he's, he's played well. He's third at the Honda Classic, top five at the Arnold Palmer, top five at the Players. So somebody who comes into this sort of swing of events uh, in the calendar each year playing good golf. And I think actually if you look at the fact that he's got a pretty steady all-round game uh, and putts uh, relatively well, 22nd for strokes gained, putting, in the last three months, he's got a bit of a 
um, a game which doesn't really show many weaknesses and on occasion, unfortunately, you know, doesn't dazzle everybody. But if he can turn it on, which we know he can do, then again, he's going to be another player at 40 to 1, which is going to uh, outplay that price. Well, when we talk about players playing well in swings, I mean, what is it about Florida, do you think, that seems to suit Tommy? Is it the nature of the golf course? Is it perhaps the composition of the greens? I mean, can you put your finger on why he might have played well here in the past and, and why that might prove to be a bonus for punters tipping him this week? Yeah, I mean, it could well be down to the fact that obviously we're coming up to the the, the majors, coming up to the point where everybody, every golfer wants to hit their top gear now, coming into this swing getting some really good form coming towards the major championships. Tommy Fleetwood is a player who will undoubtedly, I think, at some point win a major championship, uh, probably most likely the British Open, as we expect. But he's going he's a player who who I think is uh, underrated a little bit. Uh, and like you said, he should win more. Uh, but when he does win, I think it's going to be um, the case that he will win and win again and win again. And you got five picks this week, Barry. So um, rounding off the selections, who is your final flourish? Yeah, I went for Mark Leishman as my final pick this week at 80 to 1. It just looked a little bit high for me. Similar sort of rationale to picking Fitzpatrick last week, I suppose. Not as confident, um, but definitely interesting. He, he's a player who wins a lot on the PGA Tour in terms of the fact he's won on three of his last four seasons on the PGA Tour. Um, he's got some wins around that area. So he's won and was second at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, his form in terms of his performances has been pretty good. It's, it seems like he's getting better. He had a bit of a poor end by his standards to uh, the last season, but seems to be coming back slightly with a, he ranks 27th tee to green, um, eighth for strokes gained approach in the last three months. Uh, and his putting's really coming on ninth for strokes game putting in the last 30 days. If it all comes together for Leishman at the right time, hopefully this week, um, he's going to be going again into a swing of events that he's played well at and won in previously. And I think 80 to 1, a solid performance this week. I don't think you'll see a price like that uh, for him next week. Well, I'm going to give you a B plus for last week, or Barry's banker, because um, 70 to 1 fifth, you know, it did bring us a return, but... Um could do better is the um, is the teacher's appraisal. Who is going to send you into the stratosphere this week? Which of your five picks do you think is going to do the best for it? I'm going to be a bit controversial here and go with Colin Morikawa. I know he's probably the one coming into it who you think, you know, based on his performance at the Genesis, maybe isn't um, the package you'd expect to then go and kick on and challenge uh, for the event this week. But he's just such a magnificent ball striker. We know he can putt really well when he's on form. Um, and, you know, after seeing that really strong round three at the Genesis is 69, I've got a feeling that he's going to uh, turn up and play well this week. Well, let's hope he can get you over the line this week. Thanks, as always, Barry, for joining us on Dialed In. Thanks, Steve. And remember, you can uh, read all about Barry's selections in much more detail in his regular columns on nationalclubgolfer.com. We look forward to seeing you again soon. 